Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen's so good. Everything is so good. So good. So good. Today we are chatting about Hose by Pippa Grant and Lily Valente in today's episode. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to know all those things. Yeah. Um, um, I can go if you need First to. of all, I need to point out the fact that the book is called Hosed, not Hose. <laughs> Either way, sounds great. It's a different book. Sounds like a fun book. <laughs> it's a different book altogether. Okay, so what have I been reading? I have been reading. I'm pulling it up. Okay, I've been reading. I read an arc of The Wedding Date Disaster by Avery Flynn. Um, and I thought that was, it was really cute. It's a, if you're looking for a easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl, uh, book, it is, it is that. It's fun. If you like Avery Flynn, it's very much in keeping with other stuff that she's written. And, um, yeah, I liked it. And then I read Code of Conduct and Code of Honor, both by April White. I think I liked the second one better and I think I pinpointed it the first one tonally feels um somewhat flat to me I think um and I don't know if that's just because I went into it you know with Penny Reed on the brain um and I realize it's not supposed to be another Penny Reed book. But I also think just having these characters that I know from a Penny Reed is always going to make it, like, that are in that book. Um, like, because they added a certain amount of levity, but then, like, the couple themselves were very much more flat and serious. And it makes sense because it's a romantic suspense. But then I think the second one has helped because um, it's got that heroine who's a lot of fun and just has no filter and all that kind of stuff. So I liked the second one better, um, but I liked both of them. Um, and then I read Hosed <laughs> and spoiler alert, then I read Hammered and now I'm reading Hitched. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. What okay. have you been reading, Mom? So are we starting from Engagement and Espionage? Yes. Okay, so after Engagement and Espionage... I read Tomboy by Avery Flynn. Yes, I had read that last time. Right, and we had read Muffin Top before. Um, and then I read Would I Lie to the Duke by Ava Lee. Which, which I had also read last time. Okay, so I'm just trying to keep up with Ellen. <laughs> Always. Um, uh, I liked both of them. Uh, Would I Lie to the Duke? They did some nasty talking, nasty yes, sex talking. Yes, they did. That's a very much like submissive dom type relationship. <laughs> yes, it that's was. In that and, book. and he liked, he liked being ordered around rather than doing the ordering, and yeah, it was interesting. Um, and then I read Hosed, and now I'm reading. What's the second one? Hammered. Hammered. Yeah, and then watching. We've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. A lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Getting mom caught up on that. Uh, we've been watching some Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, also getting mom caught up on that. We've been watching this BuzzFeed Unsolved Murders on Hulu. show on Hulu, um, which mom and I are into that stuff. And it's a, if you are also into that true crime stuff, it's a fun... Some of them are like seven minutes long. As it goes on, it gets they longer. Get longer. Um, they get into meatier cases, I think. Yeah, well, and there's... Yeah, it's a lot of cases that you will be 
very familiar yeah, with. Yeah, you've heard of. They do a lot of the, like... But then there are some others that are just, like, rando cases from, like, 1918 yeah. or... Yeah. Um, and then we watched Clueless on my birthday. We did. Because that was important to me. <laughs> no, it's just because I got to pick and I was like, Clueless, yeah. That's an Ellen thing to watch. Um, and then I've also been watching a lot of Big Brother. And I've been watching a lot of... Um, I ha- you have to say it a certain way. Uh, which is a web show that Trixie Mattel and Katya do from Drag Race. Oh my and gosh. It's hilarious. Yeah, I, I have not been watching that with you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I have been watching those other shows with you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what we've been up to. Also, um, someone wrote a rap about me this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are we going to put that in this episode? I would like to. Okay, so I will play it now. For all of you. Do that. We should say this is by the esteemable, what's the word? How do, estimable? Incom- incomparable. <laughs> there we go. Incomparable Chris Brinkley, um, who just likes mom so much that he wrote a rap about her. Yeah, he did. <laughs> for I'm some so reason. excited. I was dying. <laughs> well, he told us that he, he did rapping in high school, um, not like gift rapping, but um, and then he sent us this, and it was amazing. So take a listen. Seriously. Oh, you have been listening. Yeah. I am of a certain age. <laughs> oh, you have been listening. Yeah. I am of a certain age. Well, if every mom was like Ellen's mom, the world would be a better place. Cracks me up like a funny sitcom. I can't keep a straight face. I am of a certain age. If every mom was like Ellen's mom, the world would be a better place. She cracks me up like a funny sitcom. I can't keep a straight face. Here we go now. Listening to the podcast, making us laugh, having a blast. What I really need is Ellen's mom's autograph. How about a shout out on your podcast? If I asked, at long last, I'm your podcast enthusiast. If every mom was like Ellen's mom, then the world would be a better place. She cracks me up like a funny sitcom. I can't keep a straight face. Uh-oh. I am of a certain age. If every mom was like Ellen's mom, I said the world would be a better place. Oh, you have been listening. Yeah. She cracks me up like a funny sitcom. I can't keep a straight face. I am of a certain age. Word to your mother. Wait a minute. Word to Ellen's mother. She's the shenizzle. Out. So there was that for your listening pleasure. I was losing my mind when I was listening to this. We we both were, but mom really was. I was like, I cannot believe someone wrote a rap for me. <laughs> and it was Chris Brinkley and of it was all Chris people. Brinkley. <laughs> I was so excited. In his Jethro voice. Yeah, he, he told us that it was it was hard to, to rap as Jethro, but mom made it very clear. <laughs> That that is her favorite of his voices. It is my favorite voice. So. And um, 
Yeah, I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, we were pretty stoked. It was hilarious. Um, okay, should we talk about this book? Let's do it. Okay, today we are talking about Hosed by Pippa Grant and Lily Valente. It is the first book in their Happy Cat series. It is followed by Hammered, Hitched, and Humbugged. Um, here's the back cover description for this book. He's bossy, arrogant, and so ridiculously hot, he should come with a warning label and a pair of flame-retardant coveralls. Mm. Uh, he's also the boy who broke my heart when we were in high school. I want to move in uh, next door to Ryan O'Dell the way I want to be the virgin gamer geek suddenly in charge of running my sister's sex toy factory. Too bad both are written in my stars. Yeah, I'm the world's oldest virgin code-writing nerd, and he's the world's hottest firefighter. And even though he intimidates the heck out of me, I can't seem to control my libido when he's around. Where is my dignity? Where my self-respect? My panties? Seriously, have you seen them? Anyone? Maybe they're hiding in his bedroom with my heart. Yeah, I know. I'm hosed. So hosed. Hosed is a seamy, fun romantic comedy between a firefighter and the virgin nerd next door, complete with a pet raccoon, scandalous gossip, and dildo football. No, really. This romance has no cheating or cliffhangers and ends with a banging hot happily ever after. As they all should. Yes. Okay, Mom, what did you think of Hosed? I really liked this book. There's a couple things that keep it from being a love for me, but I really liked it. It was just... I was telling Ella and I said, it's the antithesis of the Raykes, which was very angsty and, and, um, dark and brooding. Yes. And And this is just light and fluffy and silly and fun. Yeah. And if anything, which which we're going to talk about, they almost have like a lack of conflict and angst. (laughs) A lack Um, of anything kind of things. Uh, so yeah, I think it's, it's like so close to verging on a, uh, I'll give it a really liked. It's, but it's on the cusp there between liked and really liked. However, I, I think we're going to say that we are enjoying. Yes. Other- I will say as I've, cause I, I was curious enough. I could see who was going to get paired up with who in the future books. And so I was curious enough that I kind of, I started the second one and the second one and so far the third one are reading a lot better to me. I'm enjoying them a lot more. Um, I do think this book has some first book-itis um, because it's trying to set up this town and the zaniness of it. And I think it spends a lot of energy doing that and not as much making you like buy into the couple as much. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of LOL lines in this. Um, the town is very cute and funny. Um, so I, I, I did enjoy this book a lot. Um, there's just not like, you guys know, we've talked about this before, but especially, I think if I were not reading this for the podcast and it was just like, Whatever. And maybe that's even why I'm liking the second and third ones better. Because we don't have to talk about them. Yeah, because I don't have to, like, pay attention to what may be wrong with it or not wrong with it. Um, But, yeah, I, um, yeah. So I think I'll I'll give this one a really liked, but it's, it's close there. And we'll get into some of my reasons why. But it's super enjoyable. And, and like you said, the antithesis of the Raycast, which 
we both liked, but recognized that maybe, and I think one of the listeners says this too, but it's like the perfect time for this book. It's a very like beachy read. It's just light and sweet and funny and yeah. And it's, if you go into it just knowing it's like a little lighthearted romp, you will be... It's even not a very long book. No, it's it's super quick read. All three of them, well, all four of them, I haven't read the fourth one, but all three of them that I've read are very quick, fast reads. Yeah. Um, okay, Mom, what did you think of Cassie as our heroine? I liked Cassie. I always like when we have a virgin heroine or yeah. a virgin hero. But um, she was sweet. She was funny. I liked her nerdiness. I liked, uh, you know, her <laughs> her difficulty with dealing with all the sex toys. Yeah. Um, As a virgin romance podcaster, I feel like I can relate to a virgin <laughs> sex toy factory worker. Runner. <laughs> yeah, runner. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I get that. Like, when your job is to, like, talk about all this sexy stuff, like, I can... I can relate to that. Um, and I will always relate to, like, a nerd of any and all varieties. So, um, yeah, she was fun. She's cute, bubbly, funny. She's got all that normal stuff that we like. Um, and, yeah, they did have a lot of fun with her being weirded out by the yeah. dildos and stuff. Yeah. Well, her sister literally had a bike with dildo handlebars, which I don't even get. But... <laughs> You know, whatever. It seems a little in your face to the community to... Yeah. But who am I to judge? I like them describing the... It's, it's like, it's a hap, it's a smiling sun, like the logo for the store. It's a smiling sun. It's like, yeah, but it's a little too happy. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously having an orgasm. It's a little blissed out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, we'll get in... Uh, well, actually, I don't have any problems with even... As the conflicts ensue, I don't even really have that many problems with her as a character. Um, It's more in his lane that I I get a little frustrated, conflict-wise. Okay, what did you think of Ryan as our hero? First of all, it weirds us out. Yeah, I really wish the hunky (laughs) fireman was not named after my brother. Not (laughs) named after my brother, but had the same name as my brother. Or my son. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Um, so that's always a little off-putting. Yeah. But, uh, he was nice. He was good looking. He was fine. He, um, he was... That cover, you guys, we need to talk about the cover. The cover is... I I mean, honestly, like, because I remember this book was towards the bottom of... Not towards the bottom, bottom of the pole, but it was not going to make the cut. But then I saw the cover and I read the description for this one and I'm like... So this one's getting moved up, <laughs> and we're going to read it on the week of my birthday. Yes, we have that power. Um, yes. I, yes, the cover's nice. I really like the cover for the second one, too. So, um, yeah. No, it's good Good covers across the board yes. on this series. Um, we've talked before about my penchant for firefighters and how I had my sexual awakening when, <laughs> when firefighters visited my sixth grade classroom. Um, so that was always good. That aspect of him was always going to work for me. Um, again, really wish his name wasn't Ryan. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I liked him. I, I do think throughout most of the course of the book, he's very sweet. 
Um, I like their first date. I think um, he's, he like, both of them fall. She's kind of always had a crush on him. He kind of has always sort of had a crush on her, too. Or at least liked her a lot. When yeah. He, you know, when they were younger. The, um, and then, like, when he sees her again, it's, like, insta-lust. I didn't see this as an enemies to lovers book because I didn't see the enemy aspect. She He had done something that pissed her off, but I didn't feel like she, like, couldn't stand the sight of him. Yeah. I think it, it some, if it verges on enemies to lovers in, on, from her side of things because she does not like him in the beginning and everybody says, like, she hates you. And he's like, what? No, she doesn't hate me. And it's like, yeah, she hated you. <laughs> she told people she hated you. Um, so I think sort of from her perspective, it works as an enemies to lovers. Um, but not entirely. Cause I don't, I think enemies to lovers, like they it's more where they of, hate each other. Yeah. Or at least they seem like they hate each other, you know, like hating game or something yes. like that. Yes. Cause spoiler alert. He didn't hate her. Um, so, anyway. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll get into kind of... There's really. things that he does that bugs me, but I think we're going to talk about that when we get to the conflict. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is definitely one of those quirky town series. Um, I what, mean, the name of the town is Happy Cat. Yeah. Which is a weird name for a town. As some, As one of the listeners points out... It's a sex, it's a town that has a sex toy factory in it, and it's called Happy Cat. Um, yeah, and the whole <laughs> sex toy thing, okay, are we just kind of getting into things now? Well, I was going to say, so what did you, th- what did you think of the town of Happy Cat and its residents? And okay, well, here's of- one of the problems that I had. So when they had their little farmer's market and they were selling snow cones, I can't think of anything nastier than a snow cone flavored by lube. It's natural, so it has coconut oil. Well, obviously, uh, but it wouldn't be enough flavor for a snow cone. Well, and I just would think that the, like, viscousness Seriously, of, like, a lube thank you. wouldn't work None as... of that worked for me. That whole description, I was like, ugh. <laughs> it's, it's a funny scenario that... But if I were just... And I'm not prudish, really, but if I were, like, a person and I, um... I wouldn't was even... eating a snow cone and someone said, oh, yeah, it's flavored with sex lube, I'd be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even care that it's, like, sex lube like whatever like I'll guzzle sex lube as as I won't but um, (laughs) (laughs) no but I just like not the fact that it's lube but just like the like yeah the the the, I'm I'm making hand gestures but like the the texture of lube on ice on ice you don't like I just don't think that that would Tastes very good. No, and it just sounds really off-putting. And um, and really, like, when you get in the snow cone, you want, like, a syrup that's, like, super sweet and sugary and because that's how much you need a lot of flavor in that stuff to make it worth eating a snow cone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that as a scenario didn't work entirely. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. And, uh, you know. Sure. It, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. But there was... 
It was maybe the town and the book itself. There were some things that tried too hard to be funny. Cute and funny. Cute and, and funny. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Um, one of them being, I don't want us to get like railroaded out of town, but because I know a lot of you like this aspect. One of them being George Cooney. Okay. I liked, I, first of all, George Cooney for the name of a raccoon is hilarious. Um, I'm on board with that. It's perfect. Um, mom and I are talking about it. He's kind of like the overly precocious child of this book where I just don't buy into a lot of the stuff that he's doing. Okay. Mom's going to get into the nastiness <laughs> of letting a raccoon sleep with you because I know that that pissed her off a great deal. But, like, for me, and he, this continues on in the second and third books, too, but, like, he wears a lot of stuff that he finds. And How I'm, does a raccoon wear a wig? Explain that to me. Yeah, stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff like that where I'm just like, but... A raccoon wouldn't do that. Like, yeah. unless he's anthropomorphic or something, you know? Um, unless he's Rocket Raccoon, I'm just not buying into it. Um, I do find raccoons very cute, though. So I was, like, on board with the cuteness of a raccoon. Um, but some a lot of the stuff with him kind of, like, took me out a little bit because I'm just like, I'm not buying into this. I'm sorry. Anyway, go on your rant about how raccoons are nasty garbage creatures. First of all, I don't care how much he has a little dish of water and he washes himself. That nasty animal would not be getting in my bed. And this is from someone who sleep. I sleep with my dogs. My dogs sleep on my bed all the time. And they're big, huge dogs. And they're big, huge dogs. And there's a lot of dog hair on my bed. And you should see the way her dog drools. It's disgusting. (laughs) Okay, well, let's not get hurtful. <laughs> and he doesn't drill like that in my bed. He just did it that one time. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> we digress. Um, but having a raccoon sleep on your head, yeah. oh gosh, there was just so much I was just like, ugh. And um, they literally, and he knows this, they dig through garbage. Like people's nasty, nasty garbage. Gross Nasty garbage. And then he comes home and thinks because this raccoon put his hands in a dish of water and licked himself a little bit, that that's going to clean people's gross, rotted food off of this creature. Well, not even, like, you can get so much grosser than rotted food in garbage cans. I'm thinking about monthly times. Yes. Which animals are drawn to. (laughs) Uh, It attracts bears. um, But, uh... It's just so much of it is just so gross, and I couldn't I couldn't get on board with that. Yeah, and I don't know that you could walk a raccoon on a leash. And uh, I, I got into that okay. I mean, like it's no different than a teeny tiny dog, or e- not even teeny tiny. I mean, I don't know. They're kind of feral creatures, and I get that you if you raised it from the time it was a baby, it would be a little more domesticated and. Things of that nature, but still... There are people that have, like, raccoons as pets. Well, I'm not one of them. And I'm not <laughs> and it on it sounds like you don't intend <laughs> No, I don't. And, um, you know, he was, like, sticking his claws up his nose and things. I'm thinking, ah, gross. There's a hedgehog in book two, and I was way more on board with the hedgehog. Yes, the then. hedgehog was cuter. Cause, well, the hedgehog, you know, isn't, like, solving crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The raccoon... <laughs> Solves crime in, so far, both of the books. 
Maybe it is Rocky Raccoon. <laughs> um, that's a thing that happens in both the first two books that we've read. Um, sorry, Mom's not finished with the book two. But I'm not done. I figured it was going to happen. It happens I'm to sure. a certain extent in the second book as well. Um, so, now that we've gone off on the I mean, raccoon. I get that it was a cute aspect and he was a cute character and you know it's it adorable. adds to like the whimsy of the book but it's it kind of is what took it into slightly too cutesy for my taste seriously true um, true i agree and some some of the like i i, I question how well a dildo could be used for the purposes of football um, I wonder, you know, because the football is, like, pretty well designed to be, you know, aerodynamic and, you know, thrown a certain way. And I I wonder well, at the... The dildo does have aerodynamic <laughs> principles, <laughs> properties, but, but I wonder... not for throwing purposes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I want, yeah, for other things, but, you know, like other for for throwing purposes specifically and how does one throw a dildo like i and their dildos come in all shapes and sizes i mean not all shapes i mean it's very one particular shape <laughs> well while we're, while we're on the dildo thing not yeah. that i know a lot about sex toy manufacturing but have you ever i it seems to me that any company that makes sex toys also makes a lot of other things uh-huh. So it would... Well, they make dildos and lubes and... Uh, well, I would think that they make... Like, I'm thinking a lot of these things probably come out of China or some of these other countries where a lot of crazy crap is made. And, you know, we make dildos and we make fidget spinners or whatever. You know, it's not just... <laughs> okay. A, a, I don't know that companies... But theirs was like, you know eco-friendly oh, that's right and, and organic yeah and had to be right in the middle of their town yes yeah okay. obviously all right <laughs> uh yeah there's just there was a uh the things that were supposed to make this town quirky and and kooky were a little too like quirky and cute a little cookie. over the top yeah for our taste that's yeah you know yeah. And anyone who doesn't agree with this is wrong, but <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm joking. We forget a raccoon solves crime. <laughs> and the raccoon solves crime. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. Uh, but I did like the overall premise of this like small town that has a sex toy factory is funny. It's yeah. a f- like, I'll buy into that. Okay. I was more all about um, the bakery. I was like, yeah, let's go get well, some Well, and then cinnamons. when the, like, when there was the dildos everywhere, like, in the town square, I I wanted to visualize that better. Um, like, if they were hanging from a tree, <laughs> which they said they were hanging from the trees, like uh-huh. Christmas ornaments, mm-hmm. it was described. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, someone took a lot of time well, to make a dildo hang from a tree. Yes and no. Um, Ellen, don't... Don't backtalk me. Because <laughs> uh, maybe it's one of those that's got, like, the... I don't want to get into how knowledgeable about sex toys I no, am. No, I do. <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> there was a... When I lived in L.A., there was a sex toy store that wasn't 
too far away from where my apartment was and my roommate and I loved to go there because first anytime we had to go to like a bachelorette party or something we would go there um or if we were just in the neighborhood we'd be like let's go to touch of romance it's <laughs> it's great um but like the ladies were all you know because the ladies that work at a sex toy store are all like sassy and fun and <laughs> funny and um anyway so we would just have a, a grand old time at a touch of romance is what it was called and um so what i'm saying is there are the models of dildo that have like the cord and then the like remote that Yikes. is like attached to it wow you really looked into this <laughs> I have also been to my fair of sex shops. I don't know if you know this okay. about me. But, um, I Probably a, a while ago. I had a friend when we lived in Washington State. Okay, so this was like 25 years ago? Yeah. Okay. Um, I may have been to a few here, but mostly oh, okay. then. Yeah. Um, and we would go, we just thought, because they had a room dedicated to dildos and it cracked us up. Yeah, I mean, they're we funny. Would, we would just go and say, Seriously, I'm not putting this in. Because um, some of them are huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ouch. But, you know, that's enough of that nonsense. Um, but I don't know. It just seemed like a lot of work was put in to distributing well, the stuff all over the town. Yeah, that's what I, that's, because that's why when they're saying this, like, explode, I'm like, but it wasn't literally an explosion. Right. So, how did this happen? Like, that people just got what looks like an explosion of sex toys Well, it's like everywhere. they were teepeed with sex toys. Yeah. And um, just everywhere so, in like, this they town. Don't, sex toys don't scatter like that. So I was just, I wasn't, I wasn't able to, so these are the kinds of things that were just taking me out a little bit. I agree. Yeah. Me, me as well. Anyway. Okay. Um... What did you think of their initial conflict of, we kind of already touched on this, but like the quote-unquote enemies to lovers-ness of it all. And well, then like kind of their progression of their relationship like, from there. I didn't see it. All I saw, because he wasn't, he liked her from like the Jump. get-go. Yeah. Like, He's like, Chapter wow, one. look, there's Cassie. <laughs> and um, couldn't keep his eyes off her boobs. Yeah, her boobs okay. look great in that shirt. <laughs> like right off like first chapter. Um, and so I never, and he didn't realize that she was even mad at him. He thought that they were friends. Yeah. And, um, then her bro, his brother explained to him that, oh, she hates you because yeah. she announced that she hates you and he didn't even know about it. Well, and she was mad at him for something that he did in high school and, you know, bless her heart in her defense didn't hold it against him for very long. Finally just said, look, you said this and it irritated me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. That was because of this. And she was like, okay, okay. I, can I can see that. And it was fine. And so I didn't really see the enemies delivered. He'd done something that pissed her off when they were in high yeah. school. And they resolved it relatively quickly. And um, so, and then it was just like, love, 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 love. Yeah. I'm thinking about it in comparison to like Dear Enemy, which was kind mm -hmm. of similar in that it, he wasn't, there wasn't, like, a systemic bullying like there was in right. Dear Enemy, but kind of a similar, you know, where she's kind of had this grudge against him because of this thing in high school. Um, my problem with them starts here in that um, 
there's not a lot of depth to, like, their story, their relationship, the arc of their relationship. Um, they have this thing in the beginning. Like you said, they get over it. And, I don't know, it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if they were hung up on this for a long time, we would be angry about that. Right. But with this, I don't know, It they're just, there's not a lot of, like, give and take. There's not, it's kind of... Uh, with romance, we're well, used to having... Well, they go a... on one date, they hit it yeah. that night. Well, no. Yeah. No? No. Well, they start making out, and then they get cock-blocked by Georgie, George Cooney. Um, yeah. George Cooney. he falls on their face. The nasty record. <laughs> and, um, and then she gets stuck in the toilet for some reason. Yeah. That was, which, that was funny. <laughs> which is funny, but I can't relate to that because there's no way... There isn't a toilet made that I'm falling into. <laughs> wide set toilet. <laughs> we don't need to explain that. But... Hey, for both you and I, so. <laughs> that has never been anything. I mean, you'd have to be like a child yeah. anyway. Um... <laughs> Some people have small butts. Well, I, don't, I mean, we, we can't really... I don't understand it. Anyway, so she gets stuck in the toilet. He helps her out of the toilet, which is like. I did, I did like that though, because it was funny. She's like, she calls him. She's like, come, but don't bring your phone. <laughs> And don't look at me. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. But um but not something that I could relate to because I yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. But anyway. And then um but then after that, they just like hit it and off they go. And yep. they're Back in love the, the rest of the time. Yep. Until he d- d- is a real Yeah, dick. we're gonna talk about that later. Um but you know, with romances we're used to kind of the more ups and downs, and this and a just, little more flirting. I mean, there really wasn't yeah. any flirting. It was just like, "Hey, I'm into you. You're into me." Yeah, and we do have this kind of like subplot of a mystery per se. Even though, like, as soon as he's mentioned, you're like, obviously that guy is going to be the villain. Um, well, and the arsons, there have to he has to be involved because there has to be arson. Yes, or because he's involved, there has to be arson. Yes, and um. So someone's setting fires. Yeah. So I think because you have this mystery subplot that, you know, because we've read a lot of books like that where the relationship is maybe not necessarily secondary, but a subplot in conjunction with a grander mystery suspense plot, you know. Um, I just didn't think that either was strong enough to necessarily, I don't know. Does that make, am I making sense? Like, yes. And it was weird to me, the thing I thought was a little weird, and maybe this is part that makes it more whimsical, I don't know, but her husband had to cheat on her with a sheep. He couldn't cheat on her with a human. Yeah. That, that, I I I actually thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) I don't know. It seemed a little, really? Is this like a common problem We just watched We just watched an episode of Younger, younger where... (laughs) Uh, Matthew Morrison from Glee actually was effing a sheep, and it was kind of funny. Um. <laughs> well, to me, if I, I don't know, if I caught someone having this way with sheep, I think I would get them, like, psychiatric help. But you would also divorce them. But I probably would divorce them, <laughs> I would want that in me. But, um... It just seems more like I'd feel sorry for him than, but if he was cheating on me with a person. But I would feel sorry for them more than I would... Uh, you know, be pissed off. I mean, I'd be somewhat pissed off, but it just seems like more of a psychological problem than a 
you're a low down scumbag. Yeah, problem. and I don't know. I don't know if I would like go around blasting around town that he was cheating. That my on husband him. would rather sleep with sheep than me. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. That's not something I'd advertise. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, and and I wouldn't call that cheating. I mean, to me, that's more of a really, sexual perversion. Yeah, and like he's cheating on me with sheep. Yeah, I agree. So their relationship, and the story itself sometimes felt a little choppy to me, and I don't know, I was telling mom, I don't know if that was because I just kept falling asleep the whole time when I was writing it, because I've been doing that a lot lately. (laughs) Um, And, but anyway, so, yeah, I wish there was a little, like you said, flirting, um, really just any kind of more nuance to their relationship, I think would have been helpful to me. Um, but there's that. Okay, what did you think of the climactic conflict? Okay. And this is kind of a problem I have with so many romance novels, but in this one, they had just confessed their love to each other. They were gonna move, he was gonna move to San Francisco or she was gonna stay there. They were getting, figuring out how they could continue their relationship. I mean, they had it all. They said, like, I love you to each other. Right. And Like, they're on board. So they had these deep, deep feelings for each other, and then her place burns down, and her, fa- her, her factory. factory catches on fire, and she almost dies in the fire. I mean, they yeah. literally have to pull her out unconscious, and he takes one look at her, makes sure she's okay, and then he's out of there, because he thinks she set the fire. And I'm thinking, whoa, 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 wait, wait. And did I miss something there? Because they he says, like... I saw her with lighter fluid. No, she smelled like lighter fluid. And that's because he dumped the accelerant on her when yeah, she came why, in. Yeah, why, like, if if you found someone in a building that was on fire, I my first thought would not be that they're an arsonist. Yeah, because why would they still be in the building? If you're an arsonist, yeah. it seems like you would make an escape not plan. Not a very good arsonist. Not go hide in the corner in the bathroom. And um, the whole thing just was weird to me. And... Yes, his chief somehow had gotten this phone conversation between her and her sister where her sister said, I'm just going to burn it down. And she's like, okay, well, you know, if we get to that, I'll help you. But it was just obviously a sister conversation. Yeah. that, And he even said, he said, that's not going to hold up in court. It, it doesn't even, it's circumstantial yeah. at best. And so that like kind of plants the seed of doubt. And then this fire happens where she's found almost, you know, dead yeah. from a fire. And... For some reason, he is like, well, she did it. She obviously did it. And he gets pissed off and walks away and leaves her, like, just recovering from a near-death experience. And I'm like, dude, you are a terrible person. Yeah, it was was strange. And... And he comes around quickly and realizes he's being an idiot. Yeah. I mean... And I think... I think this is part of... Because their relationship hasn't had a lot of nuance throughout, and then this happens, it's like, this, you have, you guys have been Dating good. for five days or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, he needed to get over himself, and, um, I think throughout, the, the thing that they are good at is chatting about their relationship, you right. know, and like, where are we? And but he didn't even ask her to explain. I, I mean, know. And so I think that's why this is disappointing is because like up until now they've been, you know, like, cause as soon as he starts catching feelings, 
he, you know, says, I'm worried about the fact that you live far away. Like, that makes me right. sad. And so they, they've they been good about talking about and she stuff. says, I think I'm falling in love with you. And he says, I think I'm already there. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so they're very vocal about yeah. the relationship. Which you guys know, we usually have problems with. And then, so she gets caught in this fire and... He says, okay, you're alive. Well, I'm out of here. He doesn't even listen to her explanation as to why yeah. she was in the building or what was well, going on. Just, I mean, and I would think as someone who, like, deals with a lot of fires, like, none of the obvious evidence points to the fact that she did it. Like, I don't know. I guess she smelled like accelerant because the guy had rigged it to dump accelerant on her when she came in, which is super, like... And then sets a fire. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) she could have gone up in like, I don't know. It just seems to me he would have been a little more sympathetic and empathetic and, you know, at least listen to her side of the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he pissed me off there and, uh, that's, yeah. But he comes around and he does a grand gesture and. Yeah. And And his grand gesture is pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. And And, good. And grand. And she she forgives him, you know, like within reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about sex me me, which when mom and I watched Clueless, they played that song and I was like, <laughs> hey. hey, it's my song. <laughs> um, okay. I thought for a book that's about a sexy fireman, this one's and they're all like fairly mom friendly. Yeah. They're, it wasn't it wasn't out of control. It was yeah. pretty. Um, they like all want they like wanna hit it. And talk about doing that quite often, but the actual act is not that extreme nor detailed. Right. I am going to throw in here that in the second book, like the first chapter of the second book, they have sex on the floor of a bar, which grossed me out (laughs) 100%. I don't care how clean your bar is. If you have sex behind the bar, where stuff is... Just really any public floor. Like... Thank you. Yes, is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, that's like Britney Spears type barefoot in the bathroom signs kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, ugh, there is nothing sexy about that to me at all. Yeah. But, you know. But well, unrelated to this book. Unrelated to this book. Sorry. That's in book two, just preparing you, which, you know, I'm enjoying, but that one part I was like, ugh. <laughs> sex on bathroom floors and sex with raccoons in the bed. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, what was your swooniest moment in this Ooh. first book? In the, f- <laughs> in the first God. book. My swooniest moment. I really liked their, um, I loved their date, and I loved their, and I loved that he was just, like, right away super affectionate with her, and, yeah. like, in front of the whole town, he would kiss her, and, but I just, I loved his little date that he took her on on the bikes, and, yeah. and. I had that one, and then I also put, um. When she kind of comes and brings him the, like, fireman squirrel. Oh, yeah. Or whatever it is. And then they're, like, uh, making out. And then that's kind of when he realizes he's in love with her. And that's when he says, you know, like, I'm worried about the fact that you... I was just like, yes! Like, dialogue! (laughs) Thank you guys for... Like, as soon as he starts feeling like, I love her, he's like, okay, we need to talk about the fact that you live across the country. And I was like, yes. Good, good job. I'm, yeah. I'm Don't make us wait for that. Yeah, that's great. Um, so yeah, so the first date and then that moment were, were a couple of mine. But yeah, they, they're, they are very sweet with each other and, you know, he does piss us off there towards the end, but, um, 
he is very sweet and affectionate and open in his affections for her. Yes, and especially in this small town where they could get be worried about people gossiping. He's like, I yeah. don't care. I don't care what they say. Yeah. And he just will kiss her in front of everybody. Yeah. And, yeah, that's cute. Um, okay, let's listen to, or let's see, read what some of the listeners thought. Um, Catherine says, I love that we get a full chapter of the town Insta chat page. <laughs> yeah, that was that, fun. That was fun. Um, that is the content I'm here, here for, people. I didn't think it was realistic for them both to have such vivid memories of that one conversation in high school, but whatever. I agree with that. I get her having a pretty vivid because it made quite an impression on her, but I don't think it made an impression on Mom him. and I were just talking about this today. Like, I marvel when it... Because we watch a lot of, you know, like, crime shows and stuff. I marvel at the fact that people are able to recount, like, somebody that they saw at a bar the <laughs> two weeks before. Because I'm like, you could ask me someone who, you know, I was standing next to in line for 15 minutes at Target, and I would not be able to tell you... And well, that first was... of all, if I had to stand in line for 15 minutes at Target, I'd be pissed. <laughs> but and I wouldn't really remember anything I else. would <laughs> never be able to remember what people look like. That's insane to me. Um, anyway, but so especially some conversation from high school. I cannot remember any conversations I had in high school. I'm, yeah, anyway. Catherine continues. I feel bad for the love interests of firefighters. They always have to deal with arson and romance novels. Can't they just be happy? I kept <laughs> reading the series and my favorite book is the third one, which I am reading right now. Uh, she says, strangely, I DNF'd the fourth one. Didn't like it at all. Um, I might not read the fourth one just because it's Christmassy and, you know, it's August. Um, so well, it might make us feel cooler since it's 111 yeah, outside. It's crazy hot here, you guys. Um, Cassie says, this was a cute and funny romp. I finished this book in one sitting and I enjoyed it all the way through. It was over the top in the best way possible. And it was exactly the right book at the right time for me. I listened to the audiobook, and I have to say, you can absolutely never go wrong with Jacob Morgan as a narrator. Hmm. I'm not familiar. So I'll have to take, have to check that take out. a listen. Um, but yes, totally. I think this book is much more in keeping with like what we need you know, right. for the current Just mood. light and fun and yeah. silly. Yeah. Um, Emily says, loved the whole series. Just don't listen to the audiobooks with your windows down because dildos and old ladies in cars next to you is not a fun look. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, I feel like there's a whole story there that we need to hear more of, Emily. Um, Sarah says, well, that was quick, light, and fun. Sure, it may have been a bit OTT with the quirky small town antics, but I was here for all of it. I liked that the conflict wasn't drawn out and everything was click quickly resolved. Scooby-Doo ending. It wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> she says, it was very much a scary ending. <laughs> she says, I will probably continue reading the series, especially since I have been binging dark murder shows and podcasts. It's a great palate cleanser. Girl, Sarah, the more, like, Sarah and I communicate about our interests, the more... <laughs> find we have in common um Milena says I read this one as an arc when it first came out and loved it Pippa's books are always hilarious and I thought she and Lily were a great match to write together the series gets better and better with each book I am also finding that so far I mean the premise of the third book is it's marriage of convenience FYI and I'm digging it so on board huh? yeah um so it's been good and I liked the second I liked the second one better than the first one not I mean not by a lot a lot but by a lot <laughs> 
Um, Christy says, I read this one a while back when it first came out, so I decided to reread with y'all. This was my first book of both authors, and I have since read every single book by both. My goodness. Wow. Um, so they both have sports series, and I am a sucker for a spo sports romance. Um, I loved this book. Ryan was fire emoji, fire emoji, at least in my head. And George Cooney, I loved that little stinker. And I love that he shows up in all the books um, and solves crimes in all the books. Uh, <laughs> these are my go-to authors when I want to laugh and have a quick, fun read. Enjoyed this one the second time around as much as the first. Um, this is my first read with both of them as well. Uh, I'm curious as to, like, kind of what's the go-to series or book from each of them separately. I would be curious as to like... I do like the 250 page length yeah. of the book because after reading so many, you know, Court 400, of Thorn and Roses. <laughs> yeah, 400, 500, 700 page books, it's nice to just have a light, quick, yeah. easy read. Yeah, for sure. Um, Raquel says, I'm starting to think I was in a grumpy mood and when I read this book last week because I did not like it as much as everyone else. George Cooney and Quirky Happy Cat were nice, but this was way too much insta-love for my taste. I never got a sense of it being a real enemies to lovers, uh, which is what I assumed from the first couple of chapters. I liked the overall premise of the book, but I think the story and characters lacked development, and it had so much potential to be a great book with all the small-town romance and that swoony first date. Ryan was adorable. Even the conflict lasted only a couple hours, and I was curious about book two, so I'd appreciate any honest feedback or recommendations of other books from these authors. Um, I think try book two is what I would say. Yeah. Um, all of them, because the thing is, is that book, uh, all of them seem to come in with like pre-established feelings. Background, like, yeah. Because none of the couples are meeting for the first time. It's all couples that... Well, you know who they are going to be from yeah. the previous book. So, yeah. from the book I'm reading now, I know exactly who the third book is going to be. Yeah, but I'm and I but even like book two, they they you start chapter one and they both have had like crushes on each other, and mm -hmm. then same with book three. Book three, they have even more history going on. Um, so there's that. So it it is there is insta love in a lot of them. Um, but, and I concur, we talked about the fact that I concur with that, um, but I would say try book two, and if you like that, then try book three would be my advice. Good advice, Ellen. So, <laughs> but yeah, a, I am curious to hear from sage. other people, uh, like a Pippa Grant book and a Lily Valente book. Um, Natalie says, it's been a while since I read this book. I remember thinking it didn't, like, reinvent the wheel or anything, but it was light and fun and enjoyable. And it made me laugh. Yeah. All good things. Yeah, and that, those are all true things. It did not reinvent the wheel. But, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, Elizabeth, this was a quick, fun read for me. It was funny and sweet, maybe even too sweet. I loved Cassie, Ryan, and all the town folks, except for Steve. He can rot in prison. Um, yeah, the villain's name is Steve, which is my dog's name, which I'm not on board with. <laughs> and the hero's name is your brother's name. Yeah. So this book so was really hard was, for you. Yeah, it was all over the map. Um, she says, Elizabeth continues, I didn't find anything overly amazing about this book, but I enjoyed reading it. Also, can I just say that the book cover alone was the main reason I read this book. Wowza. Yeah. You and me both, Elizabeth. <laughs> um, 
Nicole says, I wanted to like this book so much, but it was just trying too hard. The quirky small town reminded me of Gilmore Girls in all the best ways, and the sex toy business reminded me of Grace and Frankie, two of my favorite comfort shows. However, I just thought that Cassie and Ryan felt flat. Even with a high school connection, one good date, and they're madly in love. And right after Ryan offers to move to San Francisco and be with the woman he claims to love, he doesn't trust her enough to consider she might not be an arsonist. George the raccoon has more depth than the hero. Not a love for me. Um, she says, and I love wordplay, but a town called Happy Cat with a sex toy factory in it, perhaps a bridge too far. <laughs> um, yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from on that one. I also think that the length adds to some of the quick, like, insta-love that you guys are talking about. Because um, it is pretty short. And yeah. then it's also trying to fit in this, like, mystery plot, you know, so... Um, Jessica says, if I'm remembering correctly, I recommended this book for the podcast a couple months ago, so I'm super excited it is on the summer lineup. I listened to the audiobook and absolutely loved all the crazy shenanigans in Happy Cat. It was light, cute, funny, and over-the-top rom-com goodness, and the narration by Jacob Morgan and Virginia Rose is top-notch. I also absolutely adore George Cooney and his antics. After listening to Host, I devoured the rest of the series on audio, too, and loved that George, Ryan, and Cassie show up in the other books. I also love the crazy pet characters play such a fun role in all the books. Oh, and I had my mom listen to the books, and she loved them too. Mom-daughter romance reads. We love that. Yay. Um, apparently we need to check out these audiobooks. Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Um, Sarah says, I liked this book. George was one of my favorite book pets, but Cassie's... Finding herself, Ryan, of course, helping was really fun. And her bike, laugh emoji, laugh emoji, laugh emoji. Uh, I hope everyone read George's epilogue. He also has an HEA. So he's solving crimes and falling in love. <laughs> As raccoons do. As dirty trash pandas do. <laughs> um, and then finally, Aieda says, Lighter stories like Hosed are a blessing in these difficult times. It was so much fun to read about personal growth and small town gossip that I just had to read the next three books. And all the animals had names just as great as George's. It's true. There are some there good are some pet good names. Um, okay. Mom, any final thoughts on this one? No, I... As usual, I think we kind of dogged on it, but it was a fun read, yeah. and, and it was, um, I mean, I enjoyed it, and enough that I'm reading the rest of the books, so. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I, I do feel like I was a bit harsh, but I liked it enough that I kept reading, and I'm enjoying the later books even more, so, um, yeah, so definitely if you are one of those people that liked it, I would say keep reading, and even if you're one of those people that was like, eh, I don't know about this one, maybe even try the second one. Try the second one. Um, okay. So, just a reminder before I get into the conclusion, um, so we have one more book from this lineup. Uh, this week I am going to release the fall lineup, uh, so keep your eyes out for that. Um, and, uh, then, so following that book, uh, we're going to have the free-for-all, which... I think will be much more effective if everybody records themselves talking about the book that they read for the free-for-all. So keep that in the back of your mind. Um, and with that, those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Hose by Pippa Grant and Lily Valente. 
We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On August 24th, we will be discussing The Opposite of You by Rachel Higginson. Um, and that is going to be the final book pick for our summer lineup. Um, so remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're so welcome, Ellen. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.